Hi, Internet. How's it going? Episode they can't respond. They can't respond to you when you ask that. Yeah, but I they can't. I wouldn't care if they did. I'm just trying to <laughs> Same difference. put out the facade that I'm being hospitable the to fa- them. The facade? And their feelings. Is it, what is it? Facade? Facade? What? Facade. Facade? You were close. Huh. That's one of those words you don't say out loud much, but you see written. We got to fuck up the pronunciations after we drop the hook and get people into the episode. We got to get way better at that. Yeah. Hey, probably. Welcome to episode 81 of Outrage Factory, the podcast where we look at things that made people mad online and explain why they're dumb for caring. Uh, it's a beautiful, sunny Saturday. Uh, my name is Derek Bolin. I'm your co-host. I'm Dale DeRuder. I'm your other co-host. And we just ran 10 kilometers today. So put on your not high expectation caps yet again. I don't think. If, Are those if, a thing? If anyone's listened to 81 episodes, of even no. like five episodes of this, no. I would hope they don't have high expectations. Basically, anyone who's had any interaction with me throughout my life, whether it be at work or in a relationship or in a friendship, I would tell you to not have high expectations at all, ever. That's good. That's- I, I would say the same thing. Because when you don't have high expectations, then I don't have to put in a lot of effort, and I like putting in not a lot of effort. Yeah, so should, they should also that's, not have... It's my favorite amount of effort is not <laughs> none. a lot. <laughs> Just a very little. Well, not none. I like to keep... I like to do just enough effort so I feel like I'm productive, and then I don't have to feel shame. But I don't want to actually achieve stuff. Because when you actually get good at stuff and achieve stuff, it just leads to more effort. Yeah, people expect more from you. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, you did this one thing really good. Would you like to try do this other thing really good?" And you're like, "No." But if you're like, they're like, "Well, I guess you did that good enough." But uh, yeah, see you later. There you go. That's like uh, kind of a, a personal uh, adage of mine throughout my entire yeah. life has been: if you do something just well enough. People yeah. will never ask you to do it again. Yeah, and you won't catch shit or have to redo it because it's good enough. So it'll pass. Just like that sentence yeah. did. Hey, great work. You know who else <laughs> did stuff? No, no, wait, 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 wait. What? Oh, did I fuck up your segue? No. Well, I was going to talk about the Twitter argument first. Just because yeah, I like, witnessed the fucking most bonkers, crazy Twitter argument. Yeah, okay. Full disclosure... Derek was talking on Twitter before we started, and I was like, what are you talking about? What are we talking about on the podcast? He's like, this huge Twitter argument. And I was like, what Twitter argument? And he said, I'll tell you on the podcast to get your fresh take on it. So I don't know what they're talking about. But if it's an argument on Twitter from people that we know, do I know them or just you? We, Yeah, I think we follow them personally. And it's not like the people aren't important and the argument isn't really important. It's just like a standard fucking Twitter argument. But okay, so here's what happened. Uh, It started off as an argument about ear piercing and circumcision for children. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Pretty uh, hot button topic maybe. Wait, are they saying they're the same thing? So, so here's here's where it oh, went okay. real fucking crazy is that uh, uh, these two women who I follow on Twitter were were like sniping back and forth. Are about we it. not naming names? No, nah, I'd rather not. Okay. Like it's fun. people can like dig into the Twitter history because they definitely listen to this podcast. So I, that's probably a good idea. I don't think either of them actually listen to this podcast. I oh, would hope. Fuck them. Then. <laughs> yeah, you're both wrong. Yeah, and you're shitty. And maybe if you listen to our podcast, you'd have fewer shitty arguments online because you knew we would just anyway. These women. Uh, it started off as a discussion. Whoa, about, these women. Whoa. Can I not? Whoa. Did that have some subtext? I don't to know. It? I just. <laughs> Lately, I feel like anytime I say someone's race, gender, or social standing that I shouldn't. That's a good good point. You know, just like when you say an objective fact about someone, you're like, wait, am I allowed to say that still? Just these these people. That Twitter users. Also objectively we, true. We don't want to species. Spe- species. Species. Species phobes. Species phobes. Um, Got in an argument about ear piercing and I think 
And here's the weird part is that at some point during this argument, it was like the circumcision part, which you would think would be the hot button topic, yeah. was actually totally dropped from the discussion. And they were focused just on ear piercing children yeah. and parents who get their kids ears pierced. Yeah. Uh, and the whole discussion was around bodily autonomy and teaching children about consent. Yeah. And then they both drew parallels between having your child's like getting your kid's ears pierced. And being raped. Wait, are they getting their kids' ears pierced by a priest? (laughs) (laughs) What if we have Catholic podcast (laughs) listeners? What are we going to do now? Then I think they already know about kid rape (laughs) in the Catholic Church. If they go to that church, they're probably aware of what's happened. No, if you go to a Catholic church, they have yeah. entire sermons about how those kids were totally asking for it. <laughs> Dressing the way they do in those Shouldn't little Shouldn't have worn those white fucking <laughs> gowns that they swung their... I don't know anything As about an altar boy uh, who wore the gowns, I can conclusively say that I'm allowed to make these jokes. And uh, Did you... Okay, so you were an altar boy. Correct. You wore the gown. Also correct. Did you give out crackers? I had. Uh, they didn't let me hand out the crackers. They yeah. let me. Have you been? Have you been to a Catholic church? I went with you twice, I think. To my church. Yeah. Okay. So if you walk up and you go to take the cracker. Yeah. From the priest. Yeah. The altar boy. Yeah. Has the really difficult task. He's got a little plate on a stick. Yeah. And he slides it under your hands. So just in case you're a fucking clumsy oaf. And you go to drop the body of Jesus Christ all over the fucking floor. The altar boy is like, saved you. Just like Jesus. So does the body of Christ have the five second rule? And if it hits this (laughs) paddle like that you're holding under the hand, does that increase the five second rule? Does it like now the body of Christ is tactically still on the serving? It negates it. Yeah, it's levitating. Okay. Uh, I will say that in my like three or four years as an altar boy – I never got to once catch a fucking Jesus cracker. Yeah, because crackers are pretty light and people probably don't drop them that often. Could you imagine how shitty that would be if you're like, fuck, holding this like elongated spoon under these idiots' hands. I don't want to do this. This is pointless. Nobody drops it. And then somebody dropped the body of Christ and then Christian or Catholicism just inverted and broke subspace time. Or if someone actually dropped the cracker and it surprised you so much, it fucking knocked the plate out of your hand <laughs> and fucking like <laughs> severed someone's foot and there was blood gushing everywhere and it was just a fucking catastrophe and then the crucifix fell down okay. off the wall, crushed people. My next question. So you did the communion fucking long spoon thing. Correct. Did you ever wing around that fucking like mace full of incense? No. Did your church do that? No. What we was were that? Not a la- I don't fucking know. I only saw it on movies. So I got I to know. like ring bells and shit. Yeah, we didn't do the like old school. Oh, you got to ring bells. Yeah, I got to like ring like little bells, not the is, big church bell. Is like, that what little, you call little bells? The preacher's balls. That's that was is, his nickname. His bells. Yeah. That you ring. Yeah, dinger and dinger and donger. <laughs> dinger and donger. <laughs> Okay. I feel like we went on a bit of a tangent there, which is really out of character for I us. I feel like our listeners need to know about the inner workings that of that we don't approve Catholicism. of Catholicism kid touching. We yeah, I wanna be conclusive. I think we might joke about it. As virtue signalers, we need to say we're not okay with the Catholic priests touching boys. I'm going to draw a line in the sand and say, yeah, absolutely. I'm not okay with them touching girls either. I'm not okay. <laughs> you specified boys, which well, worries me a little bit. when you hear about it in the news, like, it's still a sexist uh, organization, and they don't have uh, choir girls, do they? Or, or altar, altar girls. girls? Actually, that is a great Like, question. they might now. But, uh, yeah. So, I, th- I, like I said before, I don't want to objectively state the gender of a person in a role in society because I feel like we're not allowed to anymore. But I'd say typically I don't know of any Catholic altar girls. What are they like? Altar servants you'd have to call? Altar servers. In several Christian churches, women have traditionally been excluded from approaching the altar at all so they couldn't be in the altar area. Wow. You don't want God to get like 
women germs. In early Christianity, menstruating women were excluded from even entering the church building. I would just like to say that I don't approve of not letting menstruating women into the church. They should be allowed to go in there and pick fights. (laughs) Because that is their right. They have just as much right as the men to go in and be angry. I'm not even going to touch that. Anyway, can I fucking get back to this? So they were arguing about the bodily autonomy of children and teaching them about consent. That's a nice ring to it. Bodily autonomy. Bodily autonomy. Love it. Yeah. Uh, And then they both drew parallels between getting a child's ear pierced and uh, rape. Yeah. And then here's the most fucking bonkers part is that they were both on different sides of the argument and Mm -hmm. one was saying it's not the same and Mm -hmm. one was saying it is the same. Mm-hmm. And at the same time in the argument, they both invoked that they had been raped and were therefore experts on the subject. And that just made me think, you know, in 2019, we've been hearing for a long time about how shitty dudes are yeah. and how most women uh, have absolutely encountered rape or sexual assault or some yeah. form of that in their lifetime. What happens when two of those women are on opposing ends of the argument, Mm -hmm. but they both want to use that to justify what they're arguing. Who ends up being right? See, this is perfect because as much as I love dancing around a subject like this, the fact that they both invoked the fact that they had rape in their history is perfect because I'm going I'm to say it's, perfect I'm gonna say it's in, not perfect no, that it happened. Per- All right. Like, because if one of them would have said it, then it would have just been the argument would have stopped. That's Nobody it. could rightfully say anything. But since they both said it and they're on different sides of the argument and they tried to use it to win the argument about getting a child's ears pierced, it shows how ludicrous it was and how unrelated it is to the thing. Because one person's like, the bodily autonomy of my child should be allowed. I should be allowed to get her ears pierced and I know how it feels and it's not rape because I was raped. And the other one was like, it is rape because I was raped. Yeah. So you could just take the, I was raped out of the equation. They cancel each other out because they both had it. And that for me as a third party and the opposite sex, the same sex, presumably that raped them, makes me feel a lot more comfortable actually even talking about this whole thing. I don't think it's rape to get your kid's ears pierced. What age are we talking about is one thing I kind of feel... Like like toddlers, I think. Like very young children. I don't think you should get your kid's ears pierced that young. Not because it's anything against their bodily autonomy or it's like uh, ruining their purity in any way i just think why would you want to make your kids scream for a day and then risk infection because you have a you had a toddler like he's past toddlerhood now isn't he now he's like a boy yeah i will say toddlerhood end so uh four i want to say yeah i still refer to him as a toddler even though he's not so of all the times you told me that your fucking kid got you sick because they're just cesspools of disease. Constant, yeah. Do you want to add another wound to their ears to like, possibly let's, let's get infected? Let's put some open fucking sores on your yeah. ears so that you can touch them with your grubby little shit fingers. Yeah, exactly. I'm against it, not because I feel anything about bodily autonomy. I just think giving your kid an extra wound is another chance for it to get infected when they're like going and being dirty outside. Yeah. Also, I'm against it. Because I think that that money would be much better spent putting a tattoo on your kid. Yeah. Because that would be much fucking cooler. And can't get rid of that. Can't can't take a tattoo out and let it grow over. So <laughs> if you really want to uh, assert your dominance over your child mm-hmm. permanently and let them know who's boss. Yeah. Get them a tattoo at a very young age. I would say, like I'm presuming these are girls, right? Like toddler girls that they're getting their ears pierced yes, or are we talking correct. about boys too uh yeah you know i'm i'm gonna be inclusive and say it could apply yeah, to boys well, but in the context of this argument either yeah, sex it, it doesn't work it like was i would say 
like, why do toddlers need earrings? Like, I would say let the girls and boys wait until they can get their ears pierced at, like, six or I don't know when kids – like, I have five nieces and I have no idea what age they get their ears pierced. But I think most of them have their ears pierced. Okay. Did they decide that or did – so here's my other thing is that most people – most people, all people, you don't even have a fully formed brain until you're 25. So people should just be prohibited from making decisions at all because we always say – and the argument in the bodily autonomy thing is like, hey, let's not make decisions for our children until they're old enough to decide for themselves. Yeah. And when that is is actually 25 Mm -hmm. and anything prior to that could be a really shitty, regrettable decision – uh, I will say that when we were – so we, we had a son, mm-hmm. Courtney and I. Yeah. And she really wanted to get him circumcised. Pervert. And – okay, sure. <laughs> my, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just taking a cheap shot at your ex-girlfriend. My, my argument – it's fine. I do it, <laughs> I do it on occasion yeah. myself. Uh, my argument was like, well, no. Like it seems like kind of an unnecessarily thing – like it's an unnecessary thing to do. Mm-hmm. If if he ever like is like whoa like f- fuck foreskin is gross I want to get rid of it then yeah. like he can he can go and get mm-hmm. dick surgery done yeah but like until then what's what's the point like let him decide yeah. but now I'm like well what 25 year old is going to be like ones that want blowjobs dude you're circumcised yeah I'm circumcised my parents got me circumcised when I was a baby and I actually don't care. Like, there's a lot of people, there's, like, dudes out there who are like, I can't believe my parents got me circumcised without my, conti- or my, uh, fucking that word. I don't know why. Bodily autonomy? Yeah. Without my bodily autonomy in hand or whatever, I'm like, just, cool, whatever. That's what my dick looks like. It's always looked like that. Whatever. I don't care. There was a kid at school. He had an anteater. And, like, I don't know. It's weird. Because our generation... And where we grew up in small town BC or small town Alberta, which where you grew up to what, age nine? Yeah. So most of the kids that are our age that we grew up with that whose penises we might have seen were circumcised. Like I remember seeing an uncircumcised penis for the first time when I was in grade three and being like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> What's going on there? Which is weird because it's not something... That you would think about, like, it's the natural look, like the anteater is the way it comes in the box. So you figure just by chance that would be the more popular option. Or maybe just circumcised kids are the only ones that show their penis. Because everyone else is so deeply ashamed. Yeah. Sir, like, uns- like, I remember um, I didn't do it because I've always been a good soul and I never poked fun of anybody. I remember... This kid not being bullied, but other kids being like, your penis looks weird. Why does it look like that? Man, kids are fucking awful. Dude. What an awful thing to say to I someone. Don't, I don't know if you know this about people, but any chance, like, if you put three people in a room, two of them will make friends and make fun of the third. No matter what. It doesn't matter what age, sex, gender, or anything they are. Eventually, two of them will team up on the other one. And then hopefully that pact will like fall apart and then the two that are teaming up will be a different two. But people always try to pick a smaller group than the – like so you have a group of people. People will always separate into smaller groups and either verbally attack or physically attack each other. That's well, just yeah. how people work. Because there's three types of people. There's like yeah. dominant personalities who yeah. want to like control everything. Yeah. There's – People who don't necessarily want to control everything, but they don't want to be the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to align themselves with the strongest person. Yeah. And then there's people who are just built to take shit their entire fucking lives. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Interesting sociological experiment. Yeah. So anyways, I don't know why I'm trying to like give psychological reasons why the kids in my school said this other kid. I'm uncomfortable with the amount of dick. time we've spent on this episode talking about kids' dicks, personally. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, well, you're... <laughs> Please, keep going. You're a rare case because... I was circumcised, but... At what age? Six years old. Oh, uh, I thought it was later. No. 
Okay. What? what? I, don't know, I thought it was 12 for some reason. No, that would be awful. I mean, it was still, I don't remember it being particularly awful, but it wasn't for cosmetic reasons. It was, uh, it was be- because I had a dick infection. <laughs> Do you think the mic picked that up? <laughs> I'm sorry, Derek, you had a what? I, I, I had. I had a dick infection. Ladies. I, I, had, I had a girlfriend now. I don't have to worry about that shit Derek anymore. is now circumcised because six-year-old Derek got a dick couldn't, infection. Couldn't wash his penis properly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to be a terrible father for a kid who has a dick skin because the, he'll be like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? I'll be like, I don't know. I, wasn't born with <laughs> I don't one. know. I'll be like. Why does it look like that, you freak? Pull it back and wash it? I don't know how you do that. That's like, actually, that's exactly How much are you supposed to do that? Like, this is a it's terrible thing I never even thought until right now I'd have to deal with is doing research to tell my uncircumcised child how to clean his dick. Because I'm probably not going to get my kid circumcised for two reasons. One, I imagine it costs money that you have to pay for. It does. Because it's a cosmetic that thing. That is correct. And two... I don't want to give that little shit any more things to cry about because <laughs> as far as I can tell, kids cry enough already. They cry a lot. So the reason – the other reason I didn't do it is because it's very much like a cultural like thing of the times, right? Yeah. And I'm like maybe – who knows? By the time Noah's a teenager, maybe foreskins are going to be like fucking banging. Like everyone's going to want foreskin yeah. and all the popular celebrities are going to have foreskin and, you know – He'll be super fucking cool as a result of that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not... It's Like, who fucking know? We all got circumcised. I mean, you all got circumcised because it, it was popular at the time. Yeah. I got circumcised because of my dick, my dick infection. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Which is funny because, like, I think... Because you grew up Catholic. I grew up Christian Reformed, which are kind of, like, the same thing but different. But I think... A lot of Christian reform kids were getting circumcised because it was like it was part of the thing where it was quasi-religious. It wasn't like Jewish people where they're like, you have to get circumcised. And I think it's one of those Jewish things that comes over from the time they were in the desert. So like when they had to stop eating pork and shellfish because they're all getting sick, I think they had to circumcised their little boys because they were all getting dick infections like you were because they were in the desert and they didn't have an ample enough amount of water to wash their dicks. And that's probably why they also didn't get their ears pierced because they didn't have water to wash their ears. What? You're staring at me like you? I lost you somewhere. No, I heard everything you said. I yeah. just don't know if you were being serious or making yeah, a very no. elaborate joke. No, like Jewish, like Jewish people have all these rules that I, I believe they're from the time that the Jews left Egypt and spent the 40 years in the desert. So they had to like, basically they were people and they're like, all right, you guys, you can't take care of yourself. So we're going to make these religious doctrines, 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 doctrines so that you follow those because you're scared of God, but they're all, they're actually for your health because we're in the desert and who the fuck eats shellfish in the desert. You'll get sick because by the time you get shellfish, it will have left the ocean and turned and then You'll get watery poops. That's like me. So we live in Vancouver. Yeah. Great sushi here. Yeah. Fantastic access to seafood because the yeah. ocean's right fucking there. Yeah. But every time I travel to like some fucking weird inland American city, yeah. I'm always like, give me a restaurant recommendation. They're always like, oh, there's this fucking great sushi place. And I'm like, I'm in fucking Dallas, Texas. I'm not going <laughs> to eat sushi. Are you kidding? I'll get yeah. dysentery and die. Yeah. Like, uh, what kind of fucking fish do you have here? Uh, the nice way to say it is watery poops. No, sorry. <laughs> I feel like dysentery is like not... Awful. I feel like dysentery is a little more like puts a little violent picture in your head because when someone has watery poops, you're like, oh, I got watery poops. But if you have dysentery, you're like, I'm fucking dying right now. <laughs> I am shitting all the liquid out of my body <laughs> until I'm a husk, just a dried husk of a person. Um, do we fucking. OK, so uh, Internet arguments are crazy. Yes. Uh, people. This is why we have this podcast. 
to tell you all that you're dumb for caring this much about something that you argue about on the internet. I mean, I feel like getting your kids ear pierced, it's, it's a fucking personal preference. It's not something that's going to scar a child forever. It's not something that's going to rob your child of the meaning of consent. They're not, yeah. your child's not going to grow up being like, oh, my parents had my ears pierced when I was a toddler, better go rape someone. Like, that's not how any of this shit works. Yeah, or girls being like, I can't stick up for myself and tell this guy I don't want to do stuff because I have pierced ears. Yeah, maybe the inverse will be true and your daughter will be able to stand up to more men because she'll have inflated confidence because she was such a fucking banging toddler because she had her ears pierced. Yeah, and I think what these people should do is pull their children aside and explain to them what consent is and don't attach it to them getting their ears pierced at all. Just explain to them about consent and sexuality and if a stranger touches you to tell your parents and all that stuff. Yeah, respecting people's boundaries and like, you know, ask permission before hugging someone. Oh, that's that's one that I'm trying to do. Right now. Wait, you don't want me to hug you anymore? No, you're fine. You're I'm not my supposed kid. To, I don't give a shit if you fucking understand. Oh, wait, like, you tell Noah to ask permission to hug people? Yeah, like you can't just go up and like grope kids in your class. If you oh. if you want to hug, you say, is this okay? And then he, he starts to understand that you need to ask permission before That's touching good. people's bodies. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked that we have to teach like five-year-olds this though, man. Like it's kind of fucking weird, isn't it? It is and it isn't. I mean, it saves them the awkward part of like when we were kids and if we hugged kids too much, the other ones would just make fun of us. Like my sister. I was going to say, did you hug kids too much? My sister was a hugger and we had an elementary school that went from kindergarten to grade seven. So she would go when she was in grade one and two, she would go to the kids in grade seven and be like, hug them. And they would like started making fun of her and they're like, ah, oh, you're so clingy. Ha ha ha. Cause kids are dickheads. Yeah, probably true. And like then, why is she fucking hugging those kids? Like it would probably be better if our parents had said, Hey Carrie, don't hug people unless you ask them. And then that would have saved her all this like trauma that probably has like baggage still. Counterpoint. Yeah, deal with kids it. are yeah. still dickheads. So even if she would have asked, everyone would have been like, get a load of the fucking nerd asking permission before <laughs> hugging. What a little shithead. Uh, that is true. Uh, second point is don't like I understand. I don't understand because I've never been raped. Uh, I've never been violated like that. But don't don't it. It's not a card you pull out. Yeah. For little arguments on the internet because it cheapens the severity of the act that happened to you. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're using it for leverage to win an internet argument over something yeah. as fucking dumb as piercing your kid's ears, like, yeah, that makes... Like, I'm not saying it's okay that it happened, but... No, it's awful. We should... If you bring it out being like, like I just said, it ruins the severity of it. Like, it's a tragic thing that happened, and it is something that you might still be dealing with. You can't just put it out there that your opinion is better because something tragic happened to you. Yeah. I want to, I want to clarify, like you can absolutely put it out there and share your experience with other people uh, and, and be open about it and discuss it. But the context in which you do that, like don't, don't do it to fucking win a dumb internet argument. Yeah. Another thing I have to say too is one of the shittiest things about society and other people raising kids is parents have the right to be bad parents within the confines of the law. Like if you see a parent, uh, I guess disciplining their kid in a way you wouldn't or the lack of discipline, or not disciplining. Yeah. I'd say that the shitty thing is you just got to fucking let them do it because they're the ones who had the kids. So they get to raise it. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing for fucking parents. Dude, if you ever want to see like the equivalent of modern online warfare, yeah. Visit any mom group on Facebook and like any post, read the comments and it's just a bunch of fucking people sniping back and forth over their opinion and why it's the most important one. Uh, 
And it's, uh, it's a little fucking ridiculous. Like nobody, I get that like raising your kids properly is important. And it's something that everyone has a lot of anxiety about because you don't want to raise a little serial killer or a kid who's just like fucked up for eternity. But Mm -hmm. as a result of that, I think a lot of people tend to really inflate the significance of fucking everything in their kids' lives. That's a very good point. Like everything. Yeah. Including like dumb ear piercing shit or fucking circumcision. Like, whatever. Noah, yeah, like, Noah doesn't know his dick's weird yet. <laughs> He'll be fine, allegedly. And I'm sure if his dick was circumcised, he would feel the exact same way about his dick as he does now. Yeah. I mean, everyone should be a little ashamed of their dick, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like society <laughs> runs better if every guy is a little bit ashamed of their dick. Because if we're proud of our dicks, we'll be like, hey, have you seen my dick? It's pretty great. Yeah, and then hey, you girl I just met, fucking check out... Here, I'm going to send you some dick pics. Yeah. If we're all just like a little, a little bit, just like, yeah. is my dick nice? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like remember the sexual revolution of the 90s when everybody's like, oh, we shouldn't be ashamed of our sexuality, blah, blah, blah. It's like, actually, maybe we should. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's turn that back a little bit. Pendulum swing the other way. Yeah. Let's all be just a, just a tiny bit ashamed of our Not sexuality. Not like super ashamed we turn into never, like Mormon never nudes where we wear jean cutoffs into the shower. <laughs> but... Ashamed to the point where I don't have to see you eat each other's faces in public. Mm, as a guy who does the PDA. I don't do deep PDA. That sounds way more graphic. Yeah, that's what you went. I bet <laughs> I don't do like, I don't even eat my girlfriend's face in public anymore. Like super deep like. You did it first when you liked her though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the change. <laughs> it's not like you became more ashamed of PDA. You were just yeah. like, yeah, I don't feel as attracted to this person. So, Well, it's funny because, as a weird thing, she tells me to not grab her boobs in public because that sends the message to other dudes that it's okay to grab her boobs and it kind of puts the image in her mind. And I don't agree with that at all. I think that's like next level, but I just don't grab her boobs. Yeah. But Consent. like I like I said, we should be. Do you sh- ask permission to grab her boobs to, before you grab her boobs? Every single time, Derek. Thank you, Dan. Every single time. Thank you for your service. She'll be doing the dishes, and I'll be like, "Hey, can I credit card you right now? Because I think it'd be hilarious." <laughs> uh, <laughs> c- can you explain credit carding okay. to our listeners at home? So, credit card is probably one of the most hilarious things you can do. Don't do it to anybody at work because it is. A harassment thing that HR will get involved in. So what you do is you put your fingers together and you hold your palm out and then you just bring your fingers up the crack of someone's ass like a credit card swiping in a machine. I guess we don't even do that anymore because all of them have chips so you just insert it. But yeah. yeah. So it's like you call it a credit card. Actually tap. Yeah. They all have the tap so – yeah. Weird and to think that in 10 years, credit cards won't exist and Noah might be listening to this podcast. He'll be like, how do I credit card someone? Do I just like <laughs> you tap would be them? The best thing. Okay. Smash cut to the future. Like how long do you think you're going to live? Honestly. Mm, like 70. So probably like 30 more years. 30. So smash cut to 30 years in the future. Noah's having that Disney like Hallmark scene and like a tear runs down his eyes and he finds our fucking archive of all these podcasts. So he starts to listen to them to better get like an idea of who you are. And this is the podcast he listens to where we talk about his dick. Yeah. Sorry, Noah. Uh, I hope you're just a little bit ashamed of your dick. And I hope... By the time your father dies, that you realize how big of an idiot him and his best friend are. And yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he knows already, even as a five year old. Oh, uh, we're going to take just a- imagine, though. It's like like a movie scene where he's like, oh, dad. And then it like starts playing sad music. And he's got like that single tear, like I said. And he puts like. He finds some old headphones and he puts them in and he's like up in a dusty attic and the music's swelling and it's all super emotional. And then he presses play and it's just us making never ending dick jokes and it just ruins the whole scene. <laughs> or he's like, that's my dad. And a single tear slides down his face. 
We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss... Oh, what was your the sweet college segue? Thing. Yeah, we're going to talk about the college thing, but I wanted to see if you wanted oh, to say something clever. My segue. Should I save the segue for after? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. We'll be right back. And we're back. Dale. Yeah. Big news in Hollywood. Derek, I was going to do my segue. Actually, my segue was about something else, but I was just going to say, remember how we were talking about little boys' penises? Fuck. And penises are like metaphors for guns and stuff, and guns are metaphors for penises? I'm not sure how I feel about you leading off the second segment with remember when we were talking about little boys' penises. (laughs) I really hope that podcast con like if any of this is like search indexed by Google, yeah, like we're flagged. That's it. Um, we're out of the podcast guild. I think we'd actually probably get more attention. I don't that. want that kind of attention, Dave. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, speaking of bad attention and making <laughs> jokes about pedophilia and the likes, James Gunn is now going to direct. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. There you go. Uh, we did talk about this way back on episode... I'm going to say 53? I was going to look it up. That's an awful lot. And now, Well, now I want to, just to find out if you're yeah. right. But uh, James Gunn was, uh, after a campaign against him because of uh, some crude jokes he had made on Twitter uh, in Wait, like, like 10 years ago. fucking 9... Back when he was the director of movies like Slither, which is... Which is dope movie. Yeah. It's a horror movie. And so it's kind of like he's a horror movie guy and he makes these bad jokes, tasteless, whatever. But now he works for Disney because... was Did Disney buy Marvel before Guardians of the Galaxy 1 came out? Did you say episode 53? Yeah. Nailed it. What? Are you serious? Yeah, that's that's the exact episode. Get a load of Mr. Photographic Memory over here. Hey, you know what's gigantic? My brain. You know what's... (laughs) My brain still. Yeah. Still very gigantic. (laughs) Anyway, so... Oh, did you look at the date that that happened? Like, that he got fired? That was like summer, right? Uh, July 22nd, 2018 is when we released the episode, so conceivably in the week prior to that. Ten months or so? So he spent ten months pretty much groveling, and Disney quietly was like, hired him back on as the director slash writer slash visionary of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's funny, because during his groveling stint, he was actually hired by... Uh, DC mm-hmm. to direct the next Suicide Squad movie. So James Gunn will be uh, concurrently directing movies for both uh, the Marvel and DC Comics franchises. I just found that interesting because I'm a huge Do you dork. think Disney tries to strong arm him to not direct Suicide Squad? No. I mean, he's already signed. He can't. He can't fucking leave if he's signed a contract. He could. Disney could just fucking pay the the. Yeah, they could be like, we'll pay the breach contract thing. Um, I didn't know he was going to direct Suicide Squad. That makes Suicide Squad 2 already better than Suicide Squad 1. Yeah, who directed the first? It it wasn't Zack Snyder, was it? It was someone shitty because that movie was non-good. Like, if you have a movie with Will Smith in it and it's not good, you're a terrible director. Uh, David Ayer? Yeah. You know... Super famous director David Ayer from other movies like uh, Sabotage, Fury, Bright, which you like. Oh fuck! I love all those movies. <laughs> Never mind. I take it back. I, I don't know what Sabotage is, but Fury and Bright were both very good movies. You might know Bright from we a t- couple episodes ago when I took shit for actually liking the movie, and it's funny. Because that's a David Ayer movie with Will Smith, and that's very good. Uh, I wouldn't say it's very good. It's very good. It wasn't awful. It wasn't as awful as people made it out to be, but it definitely wasn't 
very good. It was very good because it was um, sort of a cultural criticism on racism. It was very, I, it was very heavy-handed. And I watched it. Was it was not subtle. And it was ham-fisted, like yeah, you said. Yeah, it was just like... But I still got to feel woke. Racism is bad. Yeah, and you're like... It, is bad. I'm a good person. I was on the fence. movie is great. Until this movie, we went over our fucking three minutes. Anyway, James Gunn has been rehired, proving that... uh, Disney likes money. That the no matter what you have done, the internet will forget about it in about ten months, unless you're Louis C.K. Or Weinstein. Steen? Weinstein. Or... I... I'm just gonna say, I forgive Louis C.K. I heard... I heard... Okay, let me get this out there. I heard that he didn't force women to watch him masturbate. He just asked them. And if they said no, he let them leave. He, yeah, but he also used his position of power to... Because a lot of women... He, uh, it's very tough, but... I don't know. Like, I feel uh, like... I gotta go back and edit you saying you forgive Louis C.K. out of the podcast. No, you don't. Because that's gonna... I'll be the bad guy here. I'll wear it. I listened to his pop... I listened to that leak set, and I found it very funny. And I was like, fuck, Louis C.K. is so funny. And I was like... Yeah, the jokes might have been good, but he's still... I still feel like overall he might be a shitty person. I think... Okay. I think he started out... A sexual predator. When it happened, I was like, this is terrible. But then when I found out he didn't force women to watch him masturbate like I'd been led to believe, I was like, well, now it's more into the awkward, didn't know the roles. And plus, I think it was like 10 years ago or something that this was happening. So I think the severity of the whole situation lessened for me to the realm of the Aziz Ansari stuff where it's like, it's unacceptable. It's awkward. He shouldn't have done it, but it's not criminal. No, but I think the standard for criminality, like, there's been tons of situations, I'm sure, like, fucking millions of situations where men in positions of power, either at businesses or in relationships or have asked, and for those of you at home, I'm doing big fucking air quotes around asked, asked women to allow these men to do shitty or creepy things, and the women have allowed it. Not because they wanted it, which is where the, like, baseline for consent should be. Yeah. They allowed it because they were scared of the repercussions if they didn't. But this is where it gets fucking hairy. I'm wincing. What if the guy who's asking Mm. doesn't know she's afraid to say no and doesn't – he's not – what like, I'm not saying Louis C.K. did or didn't. What if he doesn't know she's scared of the repercussions of saying no and he feels she genuinely gave consent? I mean, you've had lots of interactions with women. Yeah. Throughout your life, you could tell when a woman who was legitimately like into it or into you or wanted a thing to happen. And maybe a woman who wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's pretty easy... Unless you have, like, autism, which yeah. nothing against autistic people, but you can read Just those. say Asperger's. Sorry. It's on the spectrum, though. Well, Asperger's <laughs> is the one where you don't really <laughs> understand the interaction with people, so you wouldn't really right. get it. So, okay, so I get so what you're saying. Yes. Cues. So I'm sure Louis C.K. knew, and also as a guy in power, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you just shouldn't be putting people in that position. You should be erring on the side of caution and mm-hmm. just like only masturbate in front of women who are more powerful than you. Okay. That, that would be so what I would do. Like you said, I have had many, many interactions with women in my sordid past ladies. And there have been times when I asked for their consent and they gave consent. But then I was like, wait, are you okay with this still? Like, cause you're kind of like, have the face like I ripped a fart. (laughs) So I don't think you're into this. And there has been a time when like, they were like, yeah, no, there was like, there's been times where it was like sex had already started and they changed their mind. Yeah. Which, which good is, on you for doing that, which doing is the check-in. Because you're like, what do you mean you don't want to anymore? Like, I'm okay stopping, but 
everything you'd be scared of happening from the repercussions has already happened. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this was back, this is, this was back, I guess I couldn't get her pregnant if I stopped. Like, that's one repercussion that didn't happen. But I mean, like, like, cause technically you'd already had sex. I guess if she didn't want it to continue to happen, cause she, I guess uh, my moves aren't as good as I think they are, then it's fine. Like, I'm not saying we already started, so I'm not stopping. I'm saying, okay, I'll stop. You're allowed to call it off mid-coitus. Okay, so here's an analogy for you. Yeah. You're at a restaurant. Yeah. You're eating a nice meal. Yeah. Halfway through your meal. Yeah. You notice there's a fucking dead rat in your meal. Are you calling my dick a dead rat? (laughs) I'm not saying your dick exactly. It does have many dead rat-like characteristics. Be honest with me right now. Does my taint smell like dead rat? Is that what you're telling me? Because I'm, I'm trying to picture this whole analogy. Okay. So you're eating a meal. Yeah. There's a fucking dead rat in it. Okay. Now, you can go one of two ways. Yeah. You can say, I'm going to keep eating this meal because yeah. any diseases I've ingested from this rat are already in my body. Yeah. I already started eating the food. Yeah. Or you can say... Hey, I don't really feel like eating this anymore because of the yeah. fucking dead rat on the plate. And yeah. also, I don't want to feel deeply ashamed of myself after yeah. because I ate a dead rat. And also, I don't want to have to go get fucking tested for diseases because I ate a dead rat. And okay. I don't want this dead rat to put more dead rats inside me. Th- there's like... So, when you say like anything bad... Like, there's there's a lot of psychological shit that can happen after you eat a dead rat that can still haunt you. But if you stop yourself before you eat the dead rat, you can walk away from it and be like, I feel like I did the right thing. Okay. Valid point. <laughs> I do take offense to saying having sex with me is like eating a dead rat. I want to make it clear. Having sex with Dale is great, allegedly. And nothing like eating an entire dead rat off of a plate in a restaurant, but... I would say I would say maybe it is like eating a dead rat, <laughs> but it doesn't taste that bad. I mean, it would be like a mediocre dead rat taste. James so, Gunn is rehired. That good, is good a job. very good way to put it. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's move on before I develop some baggage over me having sex with women is like eating a dead rat. Yeah, in which it is a lot of ways. And I'm sure a lot oh of my god! Would if that. I was single, I would go on Tinder right now, and that would be my bio. It would just say having sex with me is like eating a dead, dead rat. rat, and it would be one of those things where I just torpedo my social life. For an inside joke between me and you, and that every time I look at it, I can laugh. Like I, I would appreciate it. I'd when I was right, single, sure. I had a Tinder profile, and there's a picture of me in like this dark room wearing a clown mask that I Jesus found at like some Christ. random job I had, and I made that my Tinder profile because I thought it was hilarious. And you got zero matches? Well, I get zero matches anyway, so I might as well have a laugh while I'm getting zero matches. Hey, speaking of getting zero matches. Oh, wait, you had a better segue. Do you want to do it? Does it still apply? Are we talking about the college? Segment? We can finally talk about the one thing we wanted to talk about on this episode 48 minutes into this episode. Okay, so this is going to be a segue callback. Hey, you know who else likes to put in? A little bit of effort, but not too much effort into stuff nice. they do. Rich kids whose parents bribe their way into college. Uh, yeah, so news broke this week. Huge scandal. I don't think the news would have broke as hard as it did if it wasn't for the people implicated. Uh, Aunt well, Becky from... Yeah, it's funny that she kind of just got fucked with this because there are 30 parents involved who had paid to get their kids into school. But like Derek said, Aunt Becky... Uh, pretty much got her whole uh, career, which if you watch Hallmark, the Hallmark Channel, was on and popping. Like she's had three movies canceled. The she TV was sh- filming three movies. She was like, oh, what was it? It was like Garage Sale Love Story. It was like a trilogy that was gonna start filming back to back to back. She was gonna star in. That got put on hold. Um, she's in this like Hallmark's 
main popular show. I think it's called When Calls the Heart. She's one of the main it characters is, yeah. in that. And that is uh, put on hold right now. For I think season seven is coming out next, and that was put on hold. And what had happened was at first Hallmark said they were going to let her finish out um, all the contracts she had signed, which would be those three movies and When Calls the Heart. And then when she – because those are all filming in Vancouver. When she left Vancouver and actually went to court to deal with this, then they would revisit it. But now I think they're just like, fuck it. We're pulling a Disney and just cutting ties and then in 10 months, we'll probably hire you again after this all blows over. Uh, so what was happening was uh, there was a uh, – basically this guy – Do you want me to explain it? I, I know just you read just read an article. Okay. So what happened – Let me pause and applaud the significance of Dale researching something. <laughs> before. And now we're fucking saved because Dale can talk about okay. this. Okay. My phone di- – or my computer died though. So what happened was – the parents would approach this guy. I think his name was John Sperling. It was Robert something, wasn't it? Maybe Rob Sperling. Anyways, so this guy who actually is the uh, the main character witness to everything that's going on now, he would take money from teachers or from not from teachers, sorry, from the parents. And when kids had to write their SATs and entrance exams into college, what he would do was he would get the parents to claim a disability for their children so that they wouldn't have to write their SAT tests in the big room with all the other people. They could do it in a private room, like supervised by one person, and they could have two days to write it instead of the couple hours. Now... He had two of these rooms in California in his pocket where he would have the person who was supervising the test would be on his payroll and he would pay them to talk to the kids and go over their test scores and discuss it and give them a chance to change it. And one of the most insidious thing about this whole thing is there was a lot of these kids who wrote these tests and were cheating them very badly. And they didn't actually know they were cheating because it was all lined up from their parents. And like they're not smart enough to get into college on their own. So they're not really going to go on their own and look into how you're supposed to write SAT scores or tests to know that this isn't how you write them. Yeah. Uh, it, also, it actually went beyond the SAT thing too. There were like kids getting accepted on into schools on like sports scholarships for oh, sports yeah. they had never played just because this guy would go and like doctor photographs and like Photoshop yeah. the kids' faces onto like other athletes' bodies and say this kid's an athlete, like accept them on a scholarship and then like bribe the um, – the the people in the athletics faculty to like accept these kids on a sports scholarship. Yeah, and this is the one where was it Lori McLaughlin? Is that her name? Uh, and this is the one where Aunt Becky gets stinged the most because the SAT scores as out or the SAT test as outlining before that you would pay twelve to fifteen thousand for this guy to do, but to get your kid accepted to the school on a air quotes sports scholarship, she paid. 500 grand to get her daughter in on a rowing scholarship, I believe. Despite the fact that her daughter had never rowed. Um, William Rick Singer was the guy's name. Yeah. Uh, Pretty fucking ingenious scam that worked for a really long time. I think uh, I just read an article that said he facilitated 760 of these like. (laughs) So you got to think 760 at like anywhere from like 40,000 to $500,000 a pop. The the guy was netting some cash. And the brilliance of this was he was doing it all through a nonprofit organization. So all of these payments were donations from rich people. So people would be like, well, yeah, they would donate for this. And yeah, so he did it for like 700 people and now it blew up and everybody on the internet is like fucking choked and half the people are like, I can't believe this would happen. And the other half, like myself, are like, wait, this is illegal to do this? I thought everybody was doing this. Yeah, so I'm going to blow everyone's fucking minds here. Mm -hmm. Stay with me. 
Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop some knowledge bombs. Mm-hmm. Rich people mm-hmm. have advantages mm-hmm. in every area of life mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they can just buy their way through life. Oh, shit. Did you know that? What? They can, they can pay to get their kids into schools. Mm-hmm. They can pay to find loopholes that will earn their businesses more money. They can, if those loopholes don't exist, they can pay to have laws changed mm-hmm. through uh, corporate lobbying that will get the government to change the laws so that their businesses can make more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, rich rich people are, uh, that's why we've seen such, for anyone who's been paying attention, there's this thing called the wealth gap, and it's yeah. widening because rich people can do whatever the fuck they want and turn mm-hmm. that into more money, and poor people have to play by the rules and do things like SATs or actually play the sports they're getting into college for. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's kind of a not what I call a level playing field. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for anyone who's surprised by that, but that's basically... Uh, what capitalism is. Yeah. And we've just picked that as our pony in this race. So now what's the next step that's happening is actually something I'm happy that's happening is the, some of these were elite schools where there was a lot of people who had like 4.0 GPAs and should be into the school, but since there's not enough space, they didn't get in. So they are all suing the schools because their spot to get into the school was passed over just so these rich kids could get in. And they, they have a lot of leeway or they have a, like some teeth in this because when you apply for some of these schools, you have to pay $80 and they're saying the $80 that they paid was not held up to the sort of like contract of it because they weren't given the fair, uh, recognition that they deserved that was kind of outlined in the whole submission process. So they're just suing to get their $80 back? No, they're just suing to sue. Oh, okay. I think they're suing for like... God bless America. My $80 in emotional damage. There is one woman who is suing Lori McLaughlin. Is that her name? Uh, Do I just keep just saying Just Lori, Lori, Lori Loughlin? Yeah. There's a woman suing her for $500 billion dollars because her son <laughs> didn't get into the university. Like, okay, I don't, I don't know if there's any precedent there. I don't think that lady's going to make any money. I mean, Lori has a bit of scratch put aside from her full house and fuller house days. And she's probably getting a little bit of coin for being on the Hallmark Channel. And her husband... The design, the lead owner, designer slash for Mossimo. Yeah, did you know that? No, I didn't. So they probably have a bit of money. I don't think they have five hundred billion dollars. No, that's like Trump money. Uh, I don't think Trump has five hundred billion. I mean, he will after he's done being president because he's gained the system so hard to feed like funnel money into Trump properties for every. President. Do you think? Uh, I'd say five billion. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he'll definitely five hundred billion though. That's like. That's like the number that's... that's like the GDP of an entire fucking yeah, Western country. That's like. not even like reality anymore. That's like how much warm money maybe Warren Buffett or Bill Gates has. Okay, so the other byproduct of this... Uh, so, yeah, just to clarify, like, rich people are fucking all of us every day. And, like, yeah. sorry, that's just the way it is. Uh, it's good to see that some Hallmark actress and some other assorted rich people... One guy from Vancouver. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, are going to potentially face like a delicate slap on the wrist for doing this. Uh, and they might have to pay a fine, which since they're rich. Yeah. Eh. Drop, drop in the bucket. Uh, the other byproduct of this. So Felicity Huffman was another famous actress named uh, in the uh, in or who was charged. Mm-hmm. Um she was from Desperate Housewives and yeah. she's also married to William H. Macy. Mm-hmm. So so we saw uh, some some uh, collateral outrage over this because she was being named uh, and then uh, William H. Macy was just being referred to in like articles about this as Felicity Huffman's husband. Yeah. And it was it was a nice flip on the usual script of like whenever someone refers to like a famous woman yeah. as so-and-so's wife. <laughs> but people were mad that it was happening in this case because oh, yeah. they were like, oh, whoa, we only do this when women commit crimes. 
uh, William uh, H. Macy is complicit in this, but I don't think actually he was. Like the the recorded phone conversations were just of uh, Felicity Huffman. Yeah. Like, and so that's why she was charged and William H. Macy was not charged. And I'd imagine if the kids don't even know all this was going down, it's pretty – it's easier to hide this from the spouse than it is from the kids. Oh, he knew 100%. You think? Yeah. Like there's there's been articles that have come out and been like he knew about it. Like he made he made the decision as well, but he wasn't like – he wasn't the person in – Contacts. Ah, so he distanced himself so he could keep all that shameless cash. Do you think he was making good money off that show? It's on like season 52. Yeah. And he kept his job, obviously. Here's a I good question. <laughs> so you have a TV show like Shameless in which all the characters are just debased, cartoonized versions of terrible people. Now, does – William H. Macy lose this role because he was like the character in his show in real life? Yeah, you'd think that would earn him a raise because he, like, method acting. He didn't even want to do this college admissions shit, but he was like, what would Frank... uh, Don't look at me, I don't know. Neil knows. My older brother Neil has been trying to get me to watch Shameless for... Gallagher, thank you. Probably however many years it's been on and I've just been like, nah, I don't want to. Have you not? Um, it's actually fucking, I think you really like it. probably dying right now. Yeah, I don't know. So it's hit or miss. Like when shows are about poor people being like, look how poor and depraved they are. Sometimes I'm like, it just reminds me that I'm poor and it just makes me feel bad about where I am in life. But maybe now that I'm almost at a stable financial standing, I could watch it and distance myself from the characters. Or at least know what to do next time you become hopelessly poor, which, I mean, really, we're all just one paycheck away from, thanks to capitalism. (laughs) Again, fuck. Disturbingly true. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All right. Hey, we did it. (laughs) Nice. Oh, did we do the mailbag thing? Uh, Nobody really said, okay, what did did people say here? College admissions scandal focused on two known actors to the neglect of non-famous but just as rich or more people. Yep. Yeah, there was... There were other rich people This involved. particular case, um, all the indictments, I think there was like 30 people involved. Not the 700 that this guy is supposed to have done, but I don't know how they pick these 30 out. Maybe these 30 have kids that are currently in school. Uh, also in news, yeah, there was the uh, tragic mass shooting in New Zealand. We can touch on that next week. Uh, I don't know if there's much to say. It's just it's deplorable and it keeps happening. And like we, you can't really say anything bad about that because on the Internet, people are saying how terrible it is and nobody's. Well, I guess there are some people arguing that. That is. Okay, was, maybe there's we a lot talk. of racists who are hey, arguing it was a good thing. Tease, Particularly prominent politicians are saying. Tease for next week. We're going to talk about the Christchurch Massacre. Uh, and then uh, what else was there? Uh, yeah, mass shooting, Australian terrorists. Uh, yeah, that's that's about all we got. So, hey, great job, everyone. Thanks for writing yeah. it. Oh, and uh, fucking the Boeing. Uh, oh, yeah, the plane. The plane. Ooh, I just wanted to mention, like, okay, so if you're like me and you heard that these planes are crashing and you didn't know and then you approached a smarter person to explain it to you. What was happening with these planes was when the planes would take off. So what happens when you take off a plane, if you're a pilot is you do it in manual, you pull the sticks back like everybody's seen in the movie. And then when you get to a certain, like certain footage, like height, you level the plane off and then hit autopilot. So these planes, what was happening was the pilots were hitting autopilot and then the plane would overcorrect when it was leveling off and it would just shoot straight down into the ground. Yeah. And Boeing had sent out an email to the pilot saying like, hey, you got to take off in full manual till you level off or whatever. And I don't want to talk bad about the pilots that crashed or anything, but for whatever reason, they didn't fly it in manual and the autopilot overcorrected and crashed into the ground. So thankfully... Pretty much all these planes have been grounded and Boeing took like a multi-billion dollar hit to their stocks and um, whatever other companies make planes are getting money. So all these rich people have their money going up and down. But 
if you want to take a cheap flight, go online because all these companies are super scared that people aren't going to use their services anymore. So they're offering cheap flights. Is that true? I feel like yeah. them by them pulling all these planes out of the air, that increased scarcity for flights. And now they're fucking like through the roof because suddenly you had – you know, like a couple hundred planes yeah. just being like yanked from the airspace. I, it and wasn't all a, those people had to be funneled onto. Well, what happened was these are brand new planes within this year. So like Air Canada, I think, had 18. WestJet had, had like 40 something. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like they only had a certain small amount. But if you go to Swoop Air, this is not an ad. All their flights are $25 right now. Weren't they always like that? Well, they were and they weren't. But um what happened was they in one day they went from being like a hundred and like varying prices. So now if you go to Swoop Air, like from now until I think July, all of their flights are twenty five dollars. Air Canada has twenty four Max Eights and WestJet has thirteen. I do have a friend who uh, was booked on a Max Eight jet from. She's going to the Dominican Republic, but the first leg of her journey was from like here to Montreal, was which is one of like one max or one of two max eight routes in Canada. Yeah. Um, and Air Canada just like canceled the flight, didn't bother rebooking anyone. And then when she called and tried to rebook, they tried charging her a four hundred dollar rebooking wow. fee, and she was like, "Fuck you, no, I'm not paying it." But it makes you wonder how many people Air Canada pulled that shit with who were just like, "Fine, I'll pay the four hundred dollars." Yeah, and how much money they made as a result of that. So. Uh, Fuck you, Air Canada. Yeah, don't fly Air Canada. They don't have as much legroom as WestJet. I mean, we don't get paid by WestJet to advertise for them. Though we could. Yet, WestJet, if you're listening. Wink. I pretty much only fly with you guys because I hate Air Canada because they don't have as much legroom as I you guys. I I mean, I don't like it, but I kind of fly with whoever goes where they go. <laughs> exactly. That's, usually, that's the other I thing. Fl- usually I fly with WestJet. Like, oh, we don't really have a choice. In yeah, Canada. like uh, the only time I've gone to not Edmonton or Calgary was when I went to London, and I think that was Air Canada. So, cool. Yeah, fly swoop, which is WestJet. All right. Uh, hey, as always, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. I've been your co-host, Derek Bolin. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Herder. I've been your co-host, Dale DeRuder. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at SuperDaleBot. You can find us on Twitter at fi- and, and Facebook uh, at OutrageFactPod. Yeah. Uh, we're hosted on Simplecast, so you can go there. Right-click it. There's a link below every episode to click and download or you can stream the, sh- the show on that website if you want to fucking chew through all your data. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, and please rate and review us. And if you really fucking like us, feel free to uh, fuck. If you like the way we can say words properly, uh, feel free to chuck us some money on Patreon, which I think I'm actually going to upload this episode because I'm feeling so good about it. Nice. Especially the little boy dicks part. Oh, I thought we were. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I, I also want to give a quick shout out to our friend Terrell because he did one of my favorite things ever was he saw that people were having an argument in an online discussion about the Michael Jackson music thing. And he said, oh, I know two guys who talked about this exclusively and posted our podcast with a timestamp of when we talked about Michael Jackson. Dope. Thanks, Terrell. I bet those people listened to it were like, oh, these guys just ended up talking about how much better wings are than the Beatles. (laughs) Never tuned in again. But I appreciate the effort. So, yeah, if you see people having an online (coughs) argument, insert us and let our super brain genius opinions convince them. And lastly, until next week, stay angry. Stay angry.